What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Carolyn is in the building. How you doing, Carolyn? I'm well. Thank you, Jim. Thank you uh, for, for coming on. Thank you for, I mean, I feel like you just signed up maybe earlier this week or one week ago, and now you're here. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw Joe's on here. For sure, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she, she was great. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just want to thank you again for, for coming on and being open. Um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some warm-up questions, some intro questions just to set the tone. And then afterwards, we'll jump into the main portion where either you choose your destiny or you can leave it up to the wheel of fate. Uh, feel free to choose that when we get there. And after that, we'll finish it off with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Carolyn? It's great. Let's go. All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? Uh, you've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately? I've been doing well, going slower, feeling better about that, and still excited. For sure. For sure. Uh, you, you mentioned going slower. When, when did you realize you were going too fast? When I started going slower. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I, um, I left the job that I'd had for over 20 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Education. And that coincided, unfortunately, with, with the pandemic, with COVID. And it really did allow me to create space in my life for what I thought was more important than what I had been doing. So, and that was slower. That was good. For sure. For sure. Um, so you said you, you were working in education before? Yes. Gotcha. Well, what, what's been the new life path for you after education? Um, educational consultancy. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Still related. within the industry. Yeah. Still related. I was uh, an athletic director and coach for over 20 years at the high school level. And, um, yeah, I decided to do my own thing and working at a school wasn't, uh, fulfilling enough anymore. And I started doing things, um, that were giving me more um purpose more energy and so when covid it or actually even before covid because i had announced my retirement um in january of 2020 and then covid hit in march and or lockdown at least in march yeah and so i'm like well i guess uh i guess i better go down this other path <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure i mean that, that's pretty crazy 20 years as a well were you always the athletic director or is it something that you kind of had to yeah. make your way yeah. athletic director phys ed teacher um all rolled into one um we tend to do that to ourselves so um it was fun it was a very fun career very fun time in my life that's what's up yeah uh yeah. I, i'm i'm really big into youth work uh actually oh, yeah. am, i'm back working with the youth now uh i've never really stayed at a job for for 20 years uh, i have had my struggles but uh working with the kids has also always been something that brought me back um so yeah when i graduated college uh i graduated with a recreation degree and oh really yeah the first thing i did was work in after school sports program we were we were trying to go to different schools and get that contract with the, with the school so we could uh, provide their after school sports um but yeah did a little bit of coaching basketball at least and soccer even though i didn't know too much of it but uh yeah so it's, it's oh great, my gosh. great yeah, to meet a fellow coach <laughs> yes well in recreation well it's it's interesting because um my specialty is in sports um youth sports uh and youth development and youth sports but really um the the nature pathway and the recreational pathway um is is a newer sort of uh way i've been going and i love it i love it so everything is everything is related 
to um, like sports in nature, nature in sports. I mean, they're all, it's all. It's all, it's all together. together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, I, I remember when when I was in college for it, there was like the five main things you could do with recreation: uh, municipal recreation, which was like you know the national parks or even mm-hmm. the city parks, um, and then you know physicals. Uh, there was like physical therapy, which was one of our our focuses we could do. But yeah, it's it's all it's all rolled into one. Well, I'm glad that uh, you you feel like you found your new path and and you're moving along with it. Um, yeah. Life is all about that, you know, <laughs> doing new things. Um, my, moving on to some more warmer questions. This next all one right. is, uh, what would you like the audience to know about you? I know you mentioned some things already, but is there anything you just want the folks out there uh, to know about you? Um, for people who don't already know me, um, well, I have a twin sister. I'm an identical twin. That's usually one of the things that people go, what? We didn't know that about you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's she's a teacher also. Um, and I think that I, I, I love youth development and sports put together. And right now I really want everyone to enjoy that. And it, I'm not, I'm not getting those vibes in our world as much, right? With competitive sports, and so, um, yeah, I think I, I just want people to to enjoy sports and what it, all the positive things it, it does for us, and all the difficult things that it brings to us. Yeah, um, and that we can do it together, right? That we're um, it always takes a team. I know that sounds kind of, you know, cliche, but it does, right? And especially being Filipina, it's like so obvious, right? That that's that's the the pathway, the the alignment that I know I strive for, right? And, and then I look at sports, and especially youth sports, and I think, gosh, that's the funnest way to do things. It's like the funnest, <laughs> it's like the funnest way to be. Uh, it's the funnest way to, to to learn stuff. It's the funnest way to be awkward. It's the funnest way to to make mistakes. Um, and and if we do it with other people, then it, it makes it even more worthwhile. I think. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you you mentioned you know youth sports because you know. It sounds like you were a participant growing up doing doing sports. I was too. And those, like, I feel like I spent a lot of time in sports, though. You know, like practice was almost every day or, you know, every season there's a different sport, especially if, you you know, you really want to be athletic and get into athletics. Then it takes up a lot of your time as a kid, like, you know, so... Yeah, I feel like it becomes a part of who you are as far as the stuff you you learn from sports, right? Camaraderie, teamwork. Um, sometimes you got to be patient. Right. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, yeah. We have to intentionalize that. Sometimes it doesn't, the intention uh, to do that and the assumption that people and kids especially who, who are exposed to sports, that they will benefit from it. But that's no longer an assumption that we can make. We have to intentionalize it, right? And we have to make it, we have to make it fun because like who would want to do anything that's not fun if you're a kid, right? So. Yeah. And you said you're not feeling the vibes as it's the same. Like what has changed? Um, well, let's, let's put it this way when, when, because you know, youth development also, right. In, you're in, in that realm, um, in the youth development industry, sports, youth development industry, a lot of that is the com- competitive elitism, um, the sort of training for, uh, very, very few, opportunities in in college sports and things like that right but then you and i both come from a youth development lens where this should be afforded of every kid everyone 
right? The, the sports as a pathway shouldn't be just for the elite um, or for the ones who are skilled or, or can be trained or who, who can afford to be trained. Um, it should be for everyone. And so um, the sports industrial complex now is growing at such a rate that a lot of it is, is really extractive right it's 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 really not um youth development is it's kind of like the the softer you know the softer sort of version but it really is the main version i think mm. of what sports could be or should be in our economy but because it is an economy because it's it is attached to a lot of those um, American values that that I kind of, you know, kind of uh, clash with, right? And I think a lot of youth development tenants clash with with that. Um, yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. Like, why am I making? Um, like, why why does my high school program for sports have to? prove itself by championships or um, ticket sales. We, we never even charged for <laughs> admission, right? Why yeah. can't it be everyone has to play? Everyone can find a place in sports. And it doesn't have to be as an athlete. The sports culture is, is, is wide and, and inclusive um, if we just ask. Um, so I think like that's that was that was my thing like why are we why are we looking only to coaches to hiring coaches to hiring people um, by by their record mm. or by you know what they promise for kids why can't we just put really good people in front of good kids and all kids are good Right? Why can't we just do that and then all have fun? So I know I'm, I'm really making it really simplistic uh, with the fun part. But if I don't all the time intentionally put fun in there, it's it's going to get co-opted by power. It's going to get co-opted by elitism. It's going to get co-opted um, by this dominant sort of like I got to be victorious over you instead of we can be victorious together so so that's why i always emphasize fun um because i i maneuver in a profession that to me it's a lot of adults and people who don't have fun these mm. days a lot of pressure on kids we see that um participation rates drop especially for girls you know, they're they're told by our culture and by media all the time that that they're never going to be good enough. They're not rewarded in our culture uh, for being uh, a good athlete, for being a skilled mover. They're not rewarded. Um, so I want I want to change that. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think you brought up a lot of a lot of things that I have more questions on, but uh, I have to save those those questions for later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. Um, well, let me think. I I am kind of curious the elitism and all the com comparisons. Like, I guess if I'm a high school student, you know, I, I'm this is my experience. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a you know professional, right? Um, unfortunately, my experience to high school sports got got cut um, short because I've I've had a couple of knee surgeries, tore my ACLs and meniscuses a couple times in, oh my gosh. in high school. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I I never really got to got to go past you know wanting to be a pro, and then I was like, okay, maybe I could coach, and that's how recreation kind of came up for me. Um, but yeah, so kids these days, like. Are the kids that you kind of saw participate more um, like how how did 
since you were there for 20 years how did you see social media kind of play into that were kids really more like aware of what was being said about them or you know how they're coming off because you know there's a lot of kids who take videos during practice or you know even in, in games and it can go everywhere and does it play into their head did, did that happen i worked at an all-girls catholic school uh for those 20 years so I'm grateful to, to say that I have always been an advocate for the underdog, right? And in our in our society, girls and women are always um, subjugated, right, in our society. So for 20 years, I had to be a really fierce advocate for their programs. And so what more of sports, right? Because we do have... Um, there are a lot of girls who love to play. There are a lot of girls who are really good and really skilled. And and yes, social media, right? Any media in general, right? So um, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to be that person like to blame social media for all, all of our ills or anything because I think that social media is, um, is also a way that we can um, social media was was uh, a way that I could have more students involved in the athletics program, right? If if they didn't want to play or they didn't consider themselves an athlete, and we know that girls already um, they opt out so early from sports because they they have this ideal um, generally that oh I'm I'm already not good enough. Um, and so I'm going to focus on something else. But to say that, oh, okay, well, you have these skills um, that we'd like, you know, like, you know, if, if you are into, um, yeah, like social media and posting and creating content, you know, we could send you with teams or you could be like, you know, a team media, you know, person or, um, but all of them were all also that, like, the school that I was at, I kind of, I tried to really force girls to play because I, I don't want them to, to already say no to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we would, we started sports like um, swimming, what else, like track and field, um, like the not traditional sports, at least for, um, for San Francisco city kids right mm-hmm. um and uh flag football for girls which i love 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 and um and girls would say well I've, I've never done that before and i say yeah well there are a few hundred girls here who are schoolmates who also have never done this before i said i've never coached it before but i'm gonna learn too and we're, we're all gonna do this together right because it's fun um so especially especially for girls and especially for um girls of color um it's i i almost feel like i have to like force them choose a sport choose at least one sport um one activity um and if you want to you know post about it like we'll talk about that we'll talk about how social media affects that we'll talk about the positives and the negatives and how we could incorporate that because I, I don't want to be that teacher that says, oh, back in the day, we, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I, I value social media, too, in, in terms of how we can utilize it in, in a good way. But that's also how I'm very um, um, aspirational as well about sports. Right. Mm-hmm. So if there's if there's a way that we can um, combine the two, align the two um, and work for the greater good using both sports and social media i'm i'm all there i got you yeah yeah i mean we we have to kind of embrace all the new stuff that comes up yeah. uh but yeah now i, I was we I was need just... to help each other right like i mean the students were the ones helping me with social media with social media presence and i didn't know how to like post anything it'd take me four hours to do something you know and, and they would they would be helpful and i would i would be um more like trying to advise them on the kinds of content right like what what do you want to put out there what sorts of um 
advocacy do you want to do or how how do you want to frame that right so i i like to think that we worked um we tried to work together for a common um a common goal and that's which also is a very sports uh analogy <laughs> i mean that's the best part right when <laughs> when you are working together and it sounds like you know you bought two different things it, you know you, you gave them that other perspective of like what do you how do you re- what do you really mean when when you could you know post something and then for them you know they're they're helping you catch up with what, what's what's current now that's something i need help with to be honest um <laughs> you know I've, all i do is hit post but i know there's a lot more extra stuff you're supposed to do uh, right and it's fascinating <laughs> it's fascinating you know like like having a student or having a, a person who is skilled at social media content or or doing that it's i think it's a skill right and so when i watch them do this when i watch um when i watch what they do it really is kind of like um like i get that same feeling like when i when i'm trying to like analyze game film or not, when i'm trying to create a, a game plan or a strategy it's, it's those same sorts of um, skills, right? How do we how do we accomplish something? Um, how do we make um, this this uh, con- content and a post like look really cool and have all these effects, right? The same thing, like how as a coach, how am I going to execute on? Um, how am I going to have these these players execute this play? Ugh. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I get all excited. I hope they, they were realizing <laughs> the, the knowledge you were dropping on them <laughs> as you guys were working together. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't in the know. future. <laughs> yeah, it, a lot of them, a lot of my former students, you know, as, as they get older, I, I I do keep in touch with, with a lot of them. And they're just wonderful. Like they, they, they mature into life and they have, they've always had their own thoughts and opinions and and um, and I just I just love interacting with them still. For sure, for sure. That's the, that is the best part. Whenever I, I come across old students that I've worked with, you know, mm-hmm. now they're adults and they're like, oh man, like it, it's great to see you as a person and from the, from the kid to the person transformation. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, well, I asked I asked my um, um, I asked a few of my students who have also. Um, gone into the sports industry um, profession and and I've asked them you know like what what was it that um, in your high school years you know when when I was with them or around them um, was there anything that I either um, contributed to or detracted from right that experience right like because we know like some a lot of people get into coaching because they had bad coaches <laughs> right? and they're like i'm never gonna do that to my kids right and so like and it it um it motivates them right to to, to be a teacher or a coach um because they they already have a relationship to sports right so so i like to ask my former students you know um I always hope that I that I add, right? That I add um, this positive, um, you know, relationship to, to sports and, and what it can do. But I know I've also done my my share of harm to students, um, either either in my immaturity as a as an educator or my early days of trying to try to coach, and I didn't know my stuff. You know, I was immature in that regard or still learning and I took it out on them. You know, I'm just glad they talk to me these days. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're open about it and they're, they're honest about it. So I'm, I'm glad that we can talk about about that when, you know, my students will say, remember when you made us do this and, <laughs> you, know, and you, you wouldn't let us have team meetings and. And then you, you you didn't let us go to in and out after a game and you know things like that you know I mean it's great that you have these conversations right because then it's not just a thought in their head like oh I don't know I don't know what she would say or like what she was really thinking but then you're actually able to 
converse about it. So it, it really strengthens that relationship. And, and for them, you know, they have a story about you of like, oh, yeah, I had this coach that was like super cool and like just super open, you know, talk about things. And, you know, not everybody has that. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I, I know I also have former students that they see me walking down the street. They cross the street. And- <laughs> And that's cool. Like, or, or, you know, they'll see me, you know, they'll see me like in Daily City somewhere. They'll see me in the city and they'll look kind of like, you know. Um, you know, I but think. I'm like, cool, that's cool. You know, I see you and I see you in that. I totally respect that. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, that, that's more them than you, you know. <laughs> uh, I, that's just how I feel about it. But um, sorry, I got to ask you this uh, next question. There's two more questions in the in the okay. warm up. <laughs> Um, this next one is if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So if I was going to tell myself today, I'm going to do something in the honor of Carolyn, what sort of act could I do for you? I'd say, um, try a sport or a game that you've never tried before. I gotcha. Well, what's the last one for you? The newest sport or, or game that you've tried? Mm. Oh, oh, actually, just last week, I went with my family to a park in Burlingame, and um, there were people there who asked me if I would if I would like to learn how to play pickleball. Okay. So I said yes. How'd you so like pickleball? I liked it. It's like tennis, you know, general racket sports. Um, I love badminton tennis i still casually play and so these people it, it was it was uh, um an older couple too i should say older they're probably like my age yeah and just playing pickleball and uh the woman was trying to explain all the rules to me i'm like come on let's just play <laughs> <laughs> let's just play i'll, I'll learn so, as we go right <laughs> that's usually exactly. how it goes. <laughs> exactly and you know what like that's what we do to kids too we tell them all the rules and all this kind of stuff and like guess what that's not fun hmm. you know let's just play let's play we hit we hit it back and forth explain the stuff as we go but i want to get moving so that that's what i would do so pickleball was my last one for sure you know I have a friend that's really into pickleball actually and he's been like <laughs> telling like we, we played a couple times there's no pickleball courts in, in SF that, that we know of uh, oh, really? so we end up going on tennis courts and just kind of like practicing rallies and, and all that stuff but yeah yeah, I love pickleball I, honestly as, as I get older that's going to be a game that I can feel like I can keep going to you okay, know then. And, we're going we're gonna to have to set up a pickleball uh, game you and me okay <laughs> Okay, two two on two. You got you got you got one. You got doubles. I got my son. He can he can learn too. Maybe we'll just go to the court. And we'll just ask people there if they want to learn with us. For sure, we gotta spread the spread the word. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the competitions they have on television, but my my friend was showing me like it was on ESPN pickleball tournaments and stuff. I'm like, all right, it's, it's coming up. Um, you know, I. I don't know when it was invented, but it's, I think now is like the perfect time because <laughs> especially during quarantine, that was one of the things right. that, that got us out of the house was just to go play pickleball. Um, mm-hmm. But now we know. Now we know to do know. S- some, sor- some sort of sport in your honor, something new. Right. Uh, have, have you seen the... Uh, the f- the the volleyball nets that that intersect so basically there's it's four players one one versus one versus one versus one and it's kind of like four square but volleyball uh i, ha- I haven't tried it but yeah it's something that i want to try actually <laughs> that sounds cool yeah it sounds intense <laughs> um but yeah i just wanted to throw that one out there okay. uh, last question for you in the warm-up okay. is uh on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself? Ooh, I'm still discovering. I'm 53 years old and I'm still, still discovering. So how do, how do I know myself? I, I would probably say eight and a half. Eight and a half, for sure, for sure. Eight and a half. What would yeah, you say? I get annoyed at myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, right, I know that about myself. Like, duh. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it, it almost feels like we're always remembering things, right? That's right. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, we're remembering. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I hate it when I feel that. We're like, I- I've learned this lesson before, or I've right. made this mistake before. <laughs> That's and right. I-, I made this mistake before. Like, am I gonna go another way, or am I gonna just like give into it? Right. Like, and we always have a choice there. We yeah. always have a have a choice there. Um, I can go into my old habits, you know, or my old, um, you know, MO, as we like to say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how we operate or we can we can throw something a little different at it. So um, I think I'm kind of used to that because growing up with a twin sister, I think a lot of times I was always reactionary mm. to, to her because our mother dressed us alike like exactly alike we're twins identical twins and my mom dressed us up alike until we were 13 years old i know it's horrible and my dad our dad made sure we were in different classes at school that we um, cultivated our own sense of um, you know independence and our own sense of self but definitely high school i would like do the opposite of what she was doing so um so I think maybe just all my life having that reflected back to me, like someone who who looks and sounds and has the same mannerisms as me, it's it's um, it's forced me to be much more reflective. Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because she's doing the opposite or am I doing this for another reason? So it always has me question my motivations um, wow. for my behavior. So, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I didn't think, I didn't know that that you could have that kind of perspective, being a twin, especially an identical twin. Um, you know, for me, I feel like I'm reflective because I, I kind of grew up as an only child, so I had a lot of time to just be by myself and kind of think. So uh, that that's how it started for me. But uh, yeah, interesting how different we we all kind of get that perspective in different ways. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you. I do want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about your personality? Oh, I, I constantly have to chuckle at myself. I think that's it. Like, yeah, I think that's it. Like, I can't take myself too seriously. I can be serious about stuff. But sometimes I don't take myself seriously. I feel you. You ever just, uh, you know, chuckle to yourself and someone asks you like, oh, what, what are you thinking of? Or because that happens to me when I just laugh at myself for something I did. And then someone wants me to explain it. And it, it's it's weird when you try to explain something that just made yourself laugh. But yeah, right. Like if, if, you, if I can't. Oh, my gosh. Jet, if I can't find humor in some of the either some of the behaviors that I've participated in or some of the um, some of the ways I used to think about stuff or some of the ways that um, I was adamant and so sure of myself and now having those years behind me when the world has has really kind of played with me right and said oh oh so you think you're all that well here how about this (laughs) you know Uh, yeah be a single mom for you know, 22 years. Oh, oh, you think you're, you're all that. You think you're a great parent, but guess what? You're going to parent again when you're old. In my, in my forties, I had, I had my second son when I was 42 years old. I think if that's, you know, when I thought I was done, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was all that by my older son was, he turned 18 and I was like, yes, he's out of the house. I'm not even 40. I can party. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then no. So so those sorts of things in life, just like, how can I not laugh about it? Right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. And just, just when I think I'm, I've got it down, something else happens. Right? Like, so... No, I feel you. And so, 
I feel like sometimes it can be a bad thing. Like when something, when I hear terrible news, sometimes I'll sometimes laugh because I'm thinking to myself like, wow, I can't believe it's this bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of chuckle at that. And it's like, why are you laughing at a time like this? <laughs> but yeah, sometimes, yeah. For, for me, I just got to think of the situation like, damn, this is really happening right now and kind of laugh about it. Uh, but Right, because you know what? Because things are, there are serious things in life, right? And and we, we still have a choice in that regard, right? We can, you know, it's heavy and, you know, we can, and we know that. And we, and like I said, like I can, I can be serious or like, I know that there are serious um, and important um, things to think about, uh, things to do, it's important. But, but me, myself, in, in terms of my own ego in relation to that, right? Um, yeah, I have to, I have to take that with a grain of salt because I can, I can only do what I can do, um, with, with other people and, you know, like it, it, and I have to, I have to always still do something. So the, the thing that keeps me going to do something, whether that's, you know, advocating for, for youth sports, um, whether that's you know really trying to contribute to life is is still is hard if we're not having fun again i bring it back to fun like (laughs) if i'm if i'm not having fun if i can't laugh at myself then then how am i um i don't clown people you know but at the same time i'm kind of like yeah like humans are we're just kind of like you know crunchy and awkward all the time not just in adolescence you know oh yeah (laughs) yeah so for sure um well thank you for for sharing and uh we've actually made it to the main portion now (laughs) i know it took a a while but you know speed is not not the uh not a concern um would you like to choose your destiny by choosing your own numbers or would you like to go to the wheel of fate wheel of fate Wheel of Fate. Here we go. In that thing. <laughs> um, and I do have an easy, medium, hard. So feel free. Oh, are you gonna get the? You got the vibe check. <laughs> the vibe check is uh, something new that that I've been trying to work into to the show. Uh, okay. And it looks like this. The vibe check. Um, I have four uh, four scales here, and we'll just go through them. First, Did you draw this? Yeah, yeah, I drew it. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I like, I like to think I can draw, but I'll just doodle. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, the first scale that we're looking at is: Are you open-minded or more closed-minded, or somewhere in between? Where where would you put yourself on that scale? Mm, probably open three fourths. Three fourths. Open. Open. For sure. For sure. My uh, the second scale is: Do you feel like you're more of a deep thinker, or you like to stay on the surface with things and not really dig in? Uh, very deep. Too deep. Too deep. <laughs> Too deep. I need to find easier language. Sometimes. Mm. I don't think English cuts it for me. So. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, moving on to the third one, which is, you feel like you're more of a su- sunny skies person, or more realistic, you know, a little, a little more, uh, you know, gray clouds, because you know, it can't always be sunny. How, where do you, where do you lie on that? Correct. Well, I'm going to kind of convert that to a partly cloudy, uh, partly cloudy. Like I could feel the sun, although. I know the clouds are there. Mm. It sounds like the Bay Area, right? It sounds like the city. <laughs> I have a choice. I'm like, Eight degrees this hot. Yeah. Like, it's too much. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the last one is uh, between believing we are all one or we are all individuals. Where do you lie on that? All one. All, all one. individually one. I okay so. 
Yeah. So my consultancy is called Coaching Kapwa, right? And and Kapwa we know is the concept, Filipino concept of interconnectedness. And so we are all interconnected, which for me that also means that we are all essential. Right? We're we're all essential, we're all interconnected. So yes, we are all individuals that need one another and that rely on one another. So both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no there's no right answer. I'll tell you that. But uh no, I love it. Um Kapwa, that that's what you said it was. And mm-hmm. that's the idea of connected interconnectedness. Yes. I'm gonna have to remember that. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about it too. You know, I, I I really think that everyone has their role, right? I think this kind of goes back to you know growing up in sports. You kind of learn part like you have skills. Everyone has skills. They can contribute to the team. And you know, I guess for the coach, it's it's up to them to kind of realize, like, figure those out and empower the person to to utilize what they're good at to contribute to the team. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like you're just continuing that team mentality and, and you know, spreading it in a, in a different way. Uh, so if you don't mind me asking, with your consulting agency, uh, well, what is it that you kind of do for the community? Um, well, so Coaching Copway is a service. It's, it's a combined holistic, professional and personal um, development. So in in my industry, in my profession, which is uh, high school educational athletics, um, we're always student facing, right? Um, We're always youth facing. We we have to um, coach kids. We have to um, help kids uh, realize their own skills, potentials, things like that. But then when it comes to our own, well-being and wellness and our own self-development our industry says oh yeah 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 go do self-care somewhere Mm. when we don't realize or what we i think we are realizing now is that i like to say that well coaches coach youth well so if we're not well ourselves if if that then we are going to be that coach that's going to yell and extract and and dominate kids because like <clears throat> of that power thing if if we're not well ourselves if we're not aligned with ourselves if we don't know um if we don't know our own motivations if we don't know ourselves we're going to transmit that um that ego to kids and that's not cool I so you. So coaching Kapwa is um, a combined uh, wellness and professional development for athletic directors. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever heard that, but uh, uh, you know, it's funny. I it's new. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. It's new. You can go to coachingkapwa.com. Check it out. Gotcha. And if you're looking for that, it's going to be in, in the description and all that episode notes. That's <laughs> uh, interesting. So you don't have to give me everything, but if you could, uh, what's what's one of your tips to, to feel more connected with? If I could want to be more connected with myself, how could I do that? If you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, is this is really an example of, of what I do with with coaches and athletic directors is that we do. um. I have a, um, I, ca- I call it a wellinar, and we really do a lot of um, meditative and um, reflection um, activities about our own relationship to sports as adults. So, um, why we got into sports, what sports has meant for us in our lives, um, and why is it that we want to continue to be involved uh, in youth sports Um, so many coaches I know um, have a very um, loving relationship with sports right it's afforded them a number of um, um, a number of benefits and and so when 
when the hard work of transmitting this love um, or this relationship, right, to to a group of kids, you know, who who like can work your nerves, to like to who who don't understand why you're there. Uh, we're in an industry that does not um, offer a fair wage to a lot of you know ed- educators in general, mm-hmm. right? And yet, coaches and athletic directors have so much responsibility. Um, and everyone just assumes that sports is always going to be fun and that they, they know what they're doing, right? And that's not the case. And so who supports, who coaches the coaches? Um, that's that's where, where my, um, that's where my fun is. Like, I, I want to make sure that people who are good for youth in sports stay there mm-hmm. i want them to continue to to coach and to to be with kids for as long as they want right and what that means is that coaching copla services are are always adult facing so it's 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 not just self-care right but it's it's how then do we all foster our own relationship to sports Right, because it's given us so much for a lot of us that choose to be in this profession. It's given us so much. So how do we make it so um, that we're always uh, we're always able to, we're always full in order to pour into um, to young people? So whether that you know that that looks like. Um, I joke around with my friends because what that looked like before was just hanging out at the bars <laughs> and watching games, right? Or going um, or playing fantasy football. I don't even play fantasy football. I don't even like football. <laughs> you know? I don't even like, I'm not a very good uh, drinker, but like I will go to bars and stuff if that means I could talk sports. Um, with my friends and then I'll just like nurse uh, one beer (laughs) (laughs) but that's where I gotta go right and so Mm, when I when I resigned when I retired I was like we need more spaces so it's just I just like to create spaces where we could talk sports where we could talk shop we could say how hard our our work is to one another right because we can't say that to the kids we can't say that to, the, to their parents we can't tell them how we're struggling with getting all this paperwork in right we're we're struggling with like with 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 parents who yell at kids we're we're struggling with organizations that when we don't have any money you know we're struggling to schedule ourselves we can't even schedule our own time much less you know how are we going to schedule four different buses to three different sites for five teams you know things like that um so it's it's um yeah so coaching kapwa is i like to say it's it's kind of like a medicine for our profession because our our the sports profession needs um good people to stay in it it sounds like you're changing the game and you know i hope more people i hope people will be inspired if when they when they hear this to to kind of you know create that movement um because you know i know you're doing it for for the coaches and for the people working with youth but we could really use that for for everybody right for every for every profession (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, well so. so i modeled it after that uh, who's caring for the caregivers, right? Um, that sort of um, paradigm, that sort of framework where, where yeah, who's supporting the coaches? Um, um, and we know already that coaches spend a lot of time with kids. You, you said earlier how much time you spend practicing and doing the sport, right? And stuff. And then, and then there are coaches who, who literally, there are women I know um, who really have to ask themselves the hard question: Do I, do I want to start a family or do I want to continue coaching? 
do I want to, you know, all these life um, decisions, and not just for women, but I think especially in education, it does impact women more uh, because we represent uh, teachers and uh, the folks in education um, even more so. So like who, who supports these people, you know, besides, besides their, their spouse. Um, and, and that shouldn't always be the case, right? Like my, my husband doesn't need to know all my complaints about my job, right? My colleagues, um, I should be able to get support from my colleagues, right? And I should be able to give support in that way. Right. That's but in sports, it's so ironic. And the paradox in sports is that it's so competitive. Right. So I could be in a room of athletic directors and all they're talking about. Oh, my gosh, Jen, all they're talking about is like, you know, uh, my teams are this, you know, like they're talking about the banners on the wall. They're talking about their facilities. They're talking like, you know, just sports talk. Right. So they're all you know, pulling rank and they're all posturing and they're, you know, they're all doing this and, and, and they're throwing out all this, uh, you know, all these records and all these things. And all I want to know is like, what makes you happy about that? Mm. Like, and if that's going to keep you, if that's going to get you to, to work seven days a week or to, or to um, like, what is it about them that you know has them there in this in this profession that is is very demanding and and extractive? And yes, we can talk about all professions in that way, um, but sports even more so has that competition and has that elitism that that we. Um, we admire in this society. Um, it's valued in our society, right? And so if I'm an athletic director and I don't know what I'm doing, let's say I'm a, you know, a, I, I don't think I really knew kind of what I was doing until I was at least in my maybe fourth or fifth year. I was just, I was just posing. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to have these programs and we're going to do this and this and and I'm going to have, you know, you know, I'm like, what am I talking about? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would okay. go home a lot and I'm like, what did I just say? What did I, you know? And so um, I, I want to be that person to, to tell people, like, if, if we're in this together as athletic directors, I need to be able to say, like, how how am I going to pull 14-hour days for two weeks straight? And I shouldn't, you know, my, my response would be like, we're not. That's not going to happen. That's why we have a team. That's why we're going to make a team. That's why we got to do all this. Um, we got to do it in a way that's um, together and not just us. It cannot be just us because we will burn ourselves out. And then no one cares. To be honest, no one cares. Then they just get a new athletic director, a new coach, right? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that truth hurts. That truth hurts. But that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I got I got caught up. I for, forgot some of my follow-up questions to that. Uh, so I apologize. Uh, no worries. Just a heads up. We actually made it to to the final part of the Ooh. of the podcast. The okay. the hours kind of flown by. Um, I know, Jan. I, I'm, I'm I I am I'm long winded, so and I you know, told you that at the beginning. <laughs> I fully embrace that. I, I want you to be long winded. You know, I want you to feel impassioned and you know feel open to to share anything. Uh, so thank you. You you brought that energy and it was perfect. Uh, but before we get to the closeout questions, uh, there's this one thing. This I don't know if I don't think Joe did it, but uh, it is called the 34th mantra. I want you to create a mantra on the show. I have these fill in the blanks for you, and okay. the first one is, "I am blank." I am amused. 
I am amused. I like that. <laughs> the second one is I can blank. I can do difficult things. I can do difficult things. And the last one is I will blank. I will, with other people, kapwatize sports. Kapwatize sports. <laughs> uh, and if you ever need a reminder, now you have this little sound bite of yourself uh, giving, you, <laughs> giving you a reminder. Uh, all right, let's move on to the closeout questions. This next one is from my previous guest. Uh, so shout out to my Tita Dina. Uh, her, her question for you. Oh, is, Tita Dina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just spoke with her uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, because she was, had to do it from the Philippines. So, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, anytime I do an interview from the Philippines, I always have to get up at 6 a.m. to do it. But it's, it's always worth it because... That's what I got to do if I want to talk to the world sometimes. That's right. Her question for you is, and I think you might have an answer for this already, but is what do you think you can do to make this world a better place to live? Yes. What I could do to help make this world a better place to live is to, on the daily, bring Kapwa energy to wherever I'm at, right? If it's, even if it's online, even if it's virtual, even if it's just a text message or acknowledgement to other people, um, bringing that reminder to others that we are interconnected. Sure. I like that. I like that. And I think you're just to prophetize <laughs> everything, you know, <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, my next question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? I would like to ask the next guest. Um, Mm. Okay, I would like to ask the next guest. What? Um, oh my gosh, I just had this question. <laughs> I just had this. I just had it in my mind. I was, I was asking myself some of this earlier i'm in a beautiful setting on vacation with my family right now oh nice and i had this question yeah like what like what would i what would i want for other people to be able to do oh um a question that i would ask the next guest is Why is it that I, w I want their thoughts on why it's important that people know themselves? Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. I'm just writing it down. Gotcha. Definitely interesting to see who will get this next. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, that, that's great. Sometimes I, I give my guests an option to go either, you know, heavy or light. It's all up to you. But of course, you know, I, I like the heavy stuff. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Um, and then my, my final question for you, the question that ties everything together you know, if uh, if our descendants, you know, your great great grandchildren, great 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 grandchildren, were mm -hmm. watching this video, what would you like to tell them? I knew this was the last question, Jen, and you're asking me at a time where 
my oldest son, who's 33, is about to be married. So I'm anticipating perhaps some grandchildren in my near future. No pressure though, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm like, no pressure, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Just like, consider me over here, please. You know. My mom um, said the same and, thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm still raising a 12-year-old, almost 12. He's 11. So I have two sons who are. 22 years apart, um, growing up in very different contexts, very different generations even. And so I'm almost, um, I'm almost doing that generational, intergenerational sort of, like, what would you do different? Because I did have a second chance, right? At, at, at parenting, at, at being a better parent. So I, I see that when I when I look at my two sons. Um, we talk about it. Um, when I was with my first son, I was a single parent most of that time. Um, and I was much younger. Right, so I was growing and maturing also. With with my second son, I was much older, much more mature, in a different place in life. Um, so the outlook is different. It's it's much much uh, more different, and I think what I want to, what I want my eventual descendants, whether whether that be, you know in Kapwa, right? If, if, if people have any, any kind of connection um, to me, whether that's even in you know, being a twin, even if I don't know them, or in loving sports, even though, though I don't like personally know them, we have a, a connection um, to maybe, you know, to different facets in life. And so I kind of want, I want them to know that like, it's, it's serious. And we can still have fun with it. We can still have fun in discovering ourselves and in our relationships to one another, in our connections to one another. We can still we can still enjoy that, even though it is a responsibility and even though it is heavy. So I think what I want to share with my descendants was that hopefully that that we can we can do difficult things and we can still have fun so um how that how that shows up in in their lives i'm excited about what that might mean for them i'm trying my hardest to um to help that that time um be lively and um and real for them, right? So to my descendants, I'm recycling and I'm composting and I'm taking care of <laughs> like the environment. I'm trying to do things to um, to have them consider me in ancestry as someone who did care, mm. you know, who, who did consider them already. Um, so I think that's it. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, any any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Mm. No, thank you. I'm very grateful, Jan, for this opportunity. No and worries, I, man. Yeah, yeah. People like you that 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 do this, it, it is a gift, and you're sharing you're sharing your gift with us and all all the people that come onto your show, um, and that and that do this and it's i appreciate it i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you see it carolyn or you, you recognize what, what what i'm trying to do uh game you know. recognize game <laughs> very true very true uh but yeah uh, th- thank you for the kind words um and thank you for being 
like you know willing to help me build this thing i think that's what it is more than anything every guest that comes on here is just another person that kind of gives me their brick you know and then i'm just stacking these bricks together for all of us to be you know building it together kind of thing so thank you for lending me your brick for the for the show uh, well, maybe and, one day i could interview you who knows <laughs> who knows I'm, I'm definitely open to it um and because I, I feel like I always, you know, ask the questions more so answer them myself. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if if it's, you know, something you want to do in the future, feel free to reach out. Definitely something I'm open to as well. Uh, I'll try to get my twin sister to sign up for you. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. If you, if you know anyone that would find this valuable, um, you know, mm-hmm. send them my way. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you saw this to Joe and hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. someone who's also going to be inspired to be like, you know what? I, I want to do that too. Uh, that would, that'd be, that'd be really cool. <laughs> uh, so thank you again. Uh, I want to thank the folks out there as well, who, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple music, or on YouTube, appreciate y'all time as well. Uh, if you liked it, please like it. If you loved it, please subscribe and share. Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love, and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. Peace. All right, this is like the ending credit scene. Uh, I have a couple questions for you during this time. and This one is, uh, why did you choose to come onto the show? (laughs) Okay, first of all, I saw Joe uh, Boston on here, and then... I went onto the website and then 34 was my basketball uh, jersey number. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I thought everything, uh, everything was aligning. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now 34 has been my number ever since I was a kid, you know, looking up to all the the athletes that wore 34. That was, that was my jam. And so cool. I mean, 34 nation, if it ever gets to the point where I can get, all the players who've ever worn 34 <laughs> on here that, that'd be crazy that'd be fun that'd be fun but it would take some time maybe in a, a year or so <laughs> oh my gosh jen are you are you a hashtag pinoy baller also <laughs> uh i was i was you know it's, it's still one of those things where if i'm alone by myself and i have a basketball at a court yeah i'm definitely going to be balling but uh i haven't I, i've been thinking about joining some adult leagues actually just so i can you know just try to keep my body moving um but yeah <laughs> all right I, I got you i got you on there there's there's a lot and and i 